Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls podcast supported by Blue Collar Street Food. Well, it's a slightly downbeat mood tonight after a 2-1 home defeat to Norwich City, but not completely terrible by a long way. I think a credible performance and there's some positives to take out of it. We're still fifth straight away. Joining us tonight will be Matt Lansley. Hi, Matt. Evening, Paul. And I'm also joined by Alex Everson in his car outside the Medeski Stadium. Hi, Alex. I'm very wet and I'm quite cold, but <laughs> at, least I, at least I got to go to a live football game. Yeah, don't start moaning now, Alex. There'll be people listening saying... That oh, wasn't a moan. That was, that was just me, me pointing out that is, the weather in Reading is pretty terrible. A statement of fact. It was raining, it was cold. There is a medal on its way to you from the EPR locker, Alex. It's going to be there very soon, don't worry. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So we made three changes to the lineup tonight. We saw uh, Elise, Holmes and Gibson come into the team. What did you think of them, Matt, when you saw them come up? Um, well, I think, to be fair, the, the first thought when I saw the team sheet, it was just like, oh, but then you look at it and you think, what else do we have? You know, it was probably the best we had. I thought some, um, well, I thought Aluko was going to, going to play up top or in a false nine. I can see both sides of it, why we played tomato up top. But I mean, you know, with the injuries we've got, we're never going to look at a squad and think that's a really good squad or strong squad to be playing, you know, a team like Norwich. Um, So, I mean, it was just trying to make good of a bad situation, really. Yeah, no, I I think it was kind of, the only slightly surprising thing that was that we didn't start with Bulldog. Personally, I was quite happy to see that we were trying something different because we all know playing Bulldog or Puskas up front. Maybe Puskas is slightly better than that. I grant you that. But were you happy to see a situation when we were playing no strikers up front there, Alex? Uh, happy is probably not the right word, but <laughs> not surprised is probably where I'd put myself. I think it was a, a situation where you, you just kind of try to make the best of it. Um, as you say, you, you kind of know what you're going to get if Bulldog plays up front on his own. And realistically, any kind of decision that you've gone with tonight, I think people would have said, well, it's not great, is it? As Matt was saying, I think whatever option you, you go with, it doesn't look fantastic. So happy, probably not. But um, I guess uh, I would say not that surprised. Um Quick mention for uh, the fan that you were sitting quite near to, Alex, who seemed to enjoy uh, Sky Sports tonight, but not the Reading FC game, watching a little bit of Liverpool versus Tottenham. Do you think he enjoyed the game that he watched, or are you not quite sure? Um, I'm not quite sure which game he was watching, to be honest. He watched about half of the Reading game and half of the Liverpool Spurs game. Um, I'm sure they'll be listening to the podcast, so if it was you, don't bother buying a ticket next time. Just stay at home and watch it on Sky Sports. You've probably got a bigger TV than an iPad, so. Seems pretty fair to me. You know, there's plenty of Redden fans that would love to go to those matches. And, um, yeah, I don't think it's great, really. Kind of reflects on us poorly, doesn't it, really, Matt? What do you think on that situation? Yeah, well, I think me, me and you both would love to get to a Redding game right now. <laughs> so, yeah, totally, totally. You know, the first thing in my mind wouldn't be to uh, put a uh, another game on. I wasn't even watching the, the game on, on my phone at home, you know, <laughs> like, uh, each to their own, I guess, each to their yeah. own. So we start the game off, Norwich are really pressing us high, Alex, aren't they? I mean, it must have felt the tension there in the stadium that it was a little bit nervy. Yeah, the first 10 minutes or so, um, every time we had the ball in our own final third, there was three Norwich players who were pressing every time. And 
we kept the ball not amazingly well, uh, but we didn't look particularly panicked um, by the pressure. But a lot of the balls were going back to Raphael on his own goal line, and you could sense the nerves in the stand. Uh, in the stand, um, yeah, you could sense the nerves coming from the fans slightly. And uh, it, it, I don't think it was a terrible kind of start, but it was just, yeah, Norwich came to pressure is very high, and we didn't quite know what to do with the ball going forward, like to get it, to push it forwards. Um, so it was, yeah, it was a good start from Norwich. And I guess from us, it didn't, it didn't reflect too badly on us. We didn't look awful, but it, it just was a bit uh, slow, I guess, to, to get the ball out of our own final third. Yeah, we've seen a lot of teams that press high up against Reading this season. We always seem to find it hard to get out of those spaces. But Norwich had the added quality, didn't they? You know, we can talk about how Reading might not have got anything out of this game tonight, but a fine example of squad depth there that they've got and we don't have. But in the 11th minute, we see a really unusual mistake by Andy Rinomoto, Matt. Yeah, um, and it's, it was, well, you, you can say it was a bit strange watching it, but I mean, you know, you're not in his his position looking through his eyes. Um, you know, I mean, not, Norwich, like you said, you covered it. They did a very good job in pressing us well. And to be fair, um, you know, we, 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 we weren't, keeping the ball overly well but that's because Norwich were pressing us we're having to 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 punt it long a lot a lot of the time you know um we looked fine defensively in defensive shape we looked organized but we just couldn't do anything with the ball you know a lot of that was down to Norwich's pressing and then it came off in the 11th minute you know I guess when when you were taking the chances we were taking you know you're never too far away from a mistake like that um but it was you know Andy would have been kicking himself after it, you know, it wasn't, it's not a characteristic thing for him to do. Um, is it frustrating? Yes. But I mean, you know, it was, it was good pressure from, from Norwich at the end of the day. Yeah. And they, they did have, they did have a chance as well, maybe only 60 seconds before yeah. that, which, which came from pretty much the same kind of scenario. Uh, I was giving the ball away just outside our own area and I can't remember who gave the ball away, but it was, it was a very similar chance that Raphael made a Lauren, reasonable, think, reasonable yeah. save. Yeah, I think it might have been. But um, you could see that if we carried on playing that way, we were going to end up like making a mistake eventually, uh, just because of the pressure. It was it was interesting after the game though as well when um, Buendia said that you know they'd worked on the fact that Lauren and Rinomota they stay on the ball quite often. They try and play out a lot through them, so it was obviously something they're they're trained, they're rehearsed as well, you know, which fair play, fair play to them. But it's something I think that it, it's something I've noticed a little bit myself, how much we do play out through them. And it is, it is quite easy to press. It'll be interesting to see how they adapt to it going forwards. Cause it's kind of the first time we've seen them be caught out to that extent. And the fact that, you know, a team has cottoned on to that, you know, you would have only had to review the, the clips today to, to notice it, to hear what one day I said to, you know, for Brentford to do the same at the weekend, you know, so it'd be interesting to see how um, we try and if we keep trying to do the same thing going forwards, or if we do try and change things for this, for the weekend. I don't think we've got the option to change it though. Matt, have you? True. Really? Yeah. That's the problem, mm. isn't it? I think it's been You're such not got a players to, yeah. I don't mm. think we should be panicking about it too yet, which I don't think you're doing by the way. <laughs> it's kind of, it's a situation when we need that other option in there some way. It would have been lovely to have the ability to bring on a player like Swift at halftime. Norwich bring on Cantwell, but we don't have that depth. But we do get back into the game only three minutes later through a Michael Elise goal. Now, Alex, 
you wouldn't have seen this on the replay, but this is gone down as his goal, but totally it was a combination of a Luko crossing it to Ajari. Ajari has the shot, it comes off him. Some people are saying even hit Samedo and went in. Who knows? Yeah, you don't I did, did hear that it came off Samedo's, Samedo's elbow, potentially, not quite yeah. sure. We take it, was, won't uh, we? Yeah, it was, that was basically, it. yeah. It's, it's, it's never a off the response, elbow. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's a great response to to come back, you know, two, three minutes after making such an error um, and then basically just pulling yourself straight back into the game. It, it, as we kind of saw in the second half, Norwich are very, very good at game management. And if you sit behind and you're 1-0 down against Norwich, I you can see it, the game just basically just ebbing out to nothing. And if we'd ha- if you know, if, if we hadn't got that goal, uh, there definitely would have been a case where that game just, didn't have anything happen for 75 minutes um, because Norwich are, are very good game managers and to get back into the game so quickly it was was credit to credit to the team for not letting their heads drop and that was one of the major criticisms we had earlier in the earlier in the season of, as to when they did concede they basically just collapsed um, but we've kind of seen over the last what I'd say three four five weeks maybe now um, uh, maybe that's yeah, three, four, five games that actually when we do concede, we're at least kind of standing up and, and you know, trying to make ourselves trying to make ourselves uh, big and, and get back into the game. Yeah, I think we've put in a very creditable uh, performance tonight, um, especially in towards the end of that first half. We were really coming into it. It was not chance after chance. And the Norwich goalie had quite an easy evening, really, Matt. But there was an opportunity for Michael Lees to get a shot away, wasn't there? Yeah, and I mean to be fair, it, like it comes back to what what Alex said about how we responded from the goal. You know, before it was it was very slow. We couldn't really do anything. Norwich were pressing us well, but then we scored that goal. It was one of the first chances we got really, and from that goal, we certainly played the rest of the first half pretty much on the front foot. You know, we were we creating chance after chance. No, but you know, we were playing some good stuff. We were we 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 had control of the game, you know, we were passing it well, moving relatively well, you know, and we did have a couple of chances like the Elise chance, you know. Um but when you don't have, you know, the likes of Zhao, Mate, Swift, Puskas, whoever you want, you know, up front, it's always going to be hard to try and, you know, get someone in those positions because Semedo is not going to make the runs that Zhao makes or that Meite makes. You know, it's the same with, you know, Luco, whoever you switch to that number nine role, they were switching all the time. Um, but, you know, it, it was it was a creditable finish to the, to the first half, you know, because like I say, given how poorly we started conceding a goal really early, you know, they could have easily just sat back and, you know, just let the heads drop. They didn't, you know, they, they fought, they tried to keep, keep going and, you know, it, played their best stuff after so I've seen some criticism of Panovic and his tactical decisions some people saying we should have started with Bulldog up front what do you think um, Alex um, my opinion of it is I don't see what difference it would have made in all honesty um, I, I don't think you know I, I don't think Bulldog is going to offer you enough up front on his own in this style of play to really make any real difference. Um, and that's not a slight on Bulldog. I think it's just, if you're going to play one up front and then that player is not a target man, they're going to struggle probably um, because they, you know, the attacking midfielders we've got, they're all very creative players. Are any of them, you know, 
players like uh, I don't, I'm going to have to throw out a really old example here with Frank Lampard. Are any of them a Frank Lampard who you know burst into the box late on? Not really, no. um, in all honesty. So I think if you play ball up front, I just don't see what difference it would make um, in this style. It, maybe maybe I'm wrong, and maybe Bordeaux does make a difference. But I mean, watching the last what was it 20 minutes when he came on, I don't. I mean, I, I was kind of lost by the game plan with the substitutions, which I think is another another topic. But mm. um, yeah, I, I personally, I don't really think it makes a huge amount of difference whether you play Bordeaux and Tomato. I mean, the only difference really is going to be, yes, if one of them gets a chance, I would prefer Bordeaux to be on the end of it. But when we're going to create so little anyway, because of the fact that neither of, these, neither of the players who are playing up front are particularly suited to it, um, does it really matter who would play up front? I'd I mean, I don't know. I don't think it does. No, I mean, there's lots of people saying that maybe we should have started with Melvin Lambert as well, Matt. I mean, what's your kind of thoughts on that one? Um, well, I, I probably would have preferred to have seen a youngster play. So I like, it's just, it's never nice seeing a team where you're, where you don't have a striker, you know, because you look at it and you just think, you know, I mean, Tomato, what's he got in his career? He's only got about, you know, five ten goals you know so you know he's not going to score you a goal would I prefer someone who can actually put the ball in the net up front of course I would but then at the same point you're playing one of the best teams in the league you know to you know Melvin Lambert hasn't even played a game for the first team I don't think you know he would have been more than likely swallowed up you know it's not a game really you want to chuck a player like that straight in I can completely see why we didn't play Bulldog because it just doesn't really work and like Alex says it's not slate on Bulldog it just doesn't it doesn't really work and but so I, I as as frustrating as it is, I can see it. I can see why we've done it. Would I probably want us to try something else for the next game? Absolutely. You know, we've tried we've tried Bulldog, we've tried Samedo. I know some people might say you need to give him a few games, but I mean Samedo looks like a lost man when he plays at Cam. He looks no better when he's playing up front. You know, he's a it's not to say he's a bad player. He's just he's not an he's attacking not player. He's, he's not he's striking. Not striking. He's not an attacking midfielder. You know, he's a central midfielder defensive midfielder you know and you can see that when he chases people and he tries to tackle people very good at doing that you know but what he's not good at is running forwards creating chance or creating chances and finishing chances we've seen that already this season yeah so, essentially we seem to be playing Samedo more and more out of position it seems to be a <laughs> challenge that Panovic is finding out he's kind of like I think the Knicks move maybe left back <laughs> some more injuries there just slot him in there you know, he can play there. He's played football. But yeah, I mean, Padovich knows what he's doing. He tried something different. I was yeah. kind of quite happy to see us try. And it was one all at half time. You've got to say you would have taken that completely mm. if that had been a full-time result. Absolutely. Sadly, Norwich had the ability to bring on those extra kind of depth, freshness, quality, whatever you want to say at halftime, bringing on Campwell, bringing on Kenny McLean. It's kind of, it makes it a difference, doesn't it? Sorry, got that one wrong but it's a kind of I don't know I was frustrating knowing what was coming for me I could sense it was going to happen but I didn't think it was going to happen so early in the second half you might not have seen the replays there Alex but I'm pretty sure that was a die for a penalty and Joby McEnough agrees with me so that is enough what did you think when you were seeing it there Alex um so to me, it does look like a penalty. I'm right at the other end of the ground, so I definitely do not have the best view. Uh, it, the, the run from, I don't even know which player won the penalty. Was it Aaron's? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. So Aaron's run, it definitely, it, there's 
the panic stations in the Reading defence when he starts running at them. Um, and you can see that as soon as Gibson, I think, got beat uh, on the edge of the area, and that as soon as Aaron's moves into the area, there's, there's panic stations that he's going to take a shot, and Moore, Moore's dived in, essentially. Um, whether it was a penalty or not, I don't know. I haven't seen the replay. Couldn't really tell you. Um, from, you know, what half of, half of social media seemed to say, it, it was uh, never a penalty and clearly a dive and was worse than the Wolves one yesterday. But, um, you know, I guess take it with a pinch of salt. Everybody's a Reading fan, right? So, um, it, i got to say at that point that even on Talk Norwich City, a well-known Twitter account, excellent, even they were saying, oh, let's not mention the fact that that wasn't a penalty. So it's kind of, that's a very uh, unbiased opinion there, Alex, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, if it wasn't a penalty, then yeah, we've been unfortunate with that. Um, so I guess that that is what it is. I don't think the referee had a particularly good game. And again, that's probably a, another topic. How <laughs> how poor the linesman, especially on the East End side was, was just ridiculous. Um, oh. Yeah, I can tell you, I can poor. confirm that you were talking like there, Alex. I could do, I could, I could do, we could do a half an hour podcast on him alone. Honestly, the, <laughs> the decisions which he missed didn't flag, just ignored. Like, the, I mean, to get off the topic of the penalty just for a second, the, um, I can't remember what minute it would have been, but um, if I think it was in the first half when Timo Pokey was pulling Tackled. down Lewis Gibson, <laughs> and it was literally a rugby tackle, and he was stood on the linesman's feet, basically. And the linesman didn't flag for it. Um, the ref called it, and then the linesman flagged it. And he, he was literally no more than half a meter away from him, and he hasn't like hasn't called for a foul. Um, and at that point, you're like, well, what's the point if you're being there? It's just a wet. You're a waste of space with a flag. Um, <laughs> sorry to completely like derail that from the penalty, <laughs> but it, yeah, it wound me up completely. The linesman understand that dreadful. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, the Aaron's Aaron's run basically sent Reading's defence into panic mode I think and you know when that happens and when that happens and you do have a player who you know dives dives in like Moore does um I mean it's it's gonna it's gonna cost you a penalty every now and then and Moore does go to ground a lot um against players and that's not to say when he's trying to tackle but he I mean you see him go to ground to block shots you see him go to ground to, like he's it's pretty quick to put himself in front of things and in front of players and in front of shots so I guess it's not that surprising that eventually we were going to give up a penalty which maybe we didn't deserve to because you know we don't have VAR and it's just one of those things so frustrating yes but maybe not all that surprising that it's happened no, not really. Unfortunately, I've got to say also that um, it was Stephen who went off at halftime, uh, not Kenny McLean. That would annoy me, maybe not you. But it's a kind of situation, wasn't it, watching that, Matt? It's frustrating because not only do we concede that goal, not only were we lost tonight, but my girlfriend is extremely smug. Now, that is really underpinning my kind of frustration about tonight. But kind of, we gave away the penalty... It, it wasn't a penalty. I really don't think it was. But Lewis Gibson was excellent tonight. But just on that one moment, he gets caught out, doesn't he, by Aaron yeah. cutting across him. Yeah, and I think I think it's the main thing to take away from it. You know, Gibson very much like Holmes at fullback, really. You know, is he a natural fullback? No. Is he brilliant going forwards? No, but he's a backup 
is a backup fullback. You know, you're not going to have, you know, backup fullbacks of the quality going forwards, you know, like your year doms, like your um, uh, Richards, you know, defensively very sound. Did he get caught out? Yes. But, you know, he's a centre back at the end of the day and he's a young player, um, you know, but I mean, it was frustrating for me because I was waxing lyrical about how good, Aaron's was in the first half and how good his dribbling was in the first half saying he shouldn't be a championship player and then he had to go and dive as bismally as he did <laughs> that's probably why he should be a Premier League player Matt isn't it <laughs> oh absolutely, absolutely. get yeah. them knocked over by by breeze of wind like um, think, but, um, but we would have taken it let's, oh, let's be totally a, a, honest absolutely and, and I think I think the main it. thing is like, like, like Alex says you know if, if you're Liam Moore just don't dive in there you know yeah. if, if, if you dive in you're giving the ref a decision to make does he clip his toe maybe I don't know I didn't see it personally but you know you just don't stay on your feet don't give the decision a a decision to make ref as well Jeff Eltringham very long-term friend of Reading FC Mr I could never see a stamp on Oliviera's face so why are we surprised I have no idea how (laughs) Jeff Eltringham has been given a Reading game at Reading anymore like well, well, he was given the Ipswich answer, game just why. after it was, <laughs> and one of them's watching a game on Sky. So that's yeah. probably why. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, like, what, why, why, why are we especially surprised? No, but it's, um, but, but, but yeah, you know, I think Liam will be kicking himself tonight. You know, he, he'll know he shouldn't dive in like that. You know, we, we, we've said it before, but. Um, yeah, just don't don't give the ref a decision to make. But you know, it was a brilliant run to be fair from Aaron's to get him in that position anyway. Yeah. You know, does that excuse diving? No, but it was a fantastic run. Um, yeah, I mean but, that's not a slight on um, Gibson. I agree with you. Oh, no, he was excellent. No, it was, he got yeah. caught out by a quality player there. Mm. Um, would I like be happy to see him back in the team? Gibson starting again or Saturday? Hundred yeah, percent. He's like absolutely. nothing that makes me think anything else otherwise. Um, who kind of like stood out for you up to that point there, Alex, for us? Was there anyone like kind of like you were thinking was, yeah, he's surprised me slightly? Um, I thought Aluko was actually pretty good tonight, yeah. um, in all honesty. I think we often started the ball quite deep in our own in our own half, and he was often the instigator of the ball going forwards. Um he kept the ball moving. I don't think he necessarily had his best game ever, but I do think he played quite well. Um, and given that when I saw the team sheet, I thought he was going to be playing as a false nine and up front and basically didn't touch the ball. I, he had a reasonably good game, I thought. Um, I was quite impressed with, with Aluko, to be honest. I think I think one of the main things about Aluko, he actually, and especially tonight, he made things happen as well. You know, he a, a, a lot of the good things that actually happened today went through him, you know, and should he have come off probably when he did? I don't think so. You know, he probably, he could have, he could have stayed on and, you know, almost played most of the game. And I think it's, it's one of the things with the Luca. I know every Reading fan will see his name on the team sheet, you know, me included sometimes. I'm not going to deny that, you know, and you'll think, oh, Luco, brilliant, you know, like, but it's, he's, he's not doing a whole lot wrong when he comes into the team and plays to be fair. Um, and especially when he's starting, you know, he's, especially on the wing, he's making things happen. Some of the runs he made, some of the turns he made were, were brilliant, you know, and he's, he's running into the box. He's having shots, you know, there's, there's not too much more he, he can do. He's more than ample backup to, you know, your likes of Mate, I think. Yeah, no, I think he did absolutely fine today. I think that was probably his best performance so far this season. Maybe Watford, he played similar level, but, yeah, I'd be happy to see him play. Obviously, we all know we'd rather see him maintain the team. But he's doing, he's doing okay, isn't he? I mean, that's where you are with him. 
Panovic has spoken after the game and he said we wanted to play with the false nine because we wanted to overload and overcrowd the middle of the field where they were strong. I think it worked well. Uh, we can debate whether that worked well or not. Then he comes out with something which is, I think, is a typical manager who's lost here. It doesn't matter which country they're from. The weather in the field was a bit tough for us because we wanted to keep the ball in the middle. It didn't really bother Norwich, though, did it, Pano? I mean, I love you. You're doing great. <laughs> but come on. That's a bit I of mean, a weak one, isn't it? It's not that surprising. I think that I read a, I read this just before kickoff, actually, that the stadium pitch has now been used seven times in 14 days. Yeah. Ropey on TV. Yeah, they said that on screen. Um, which is incredibly... Like, the, the usage on it is just... It must be just getting a kicking. And this is... This is obviously without London Irish being here anymore. So, blessing in disguise, um, that I think at the moment. <laughs> you know, there's, um, there's, 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 there needs well, maybe at the end of the season, but there probably needs to be some kind of investment into getting. I, I, I have no idea. I don't know anything about ground technology or anything, but I'm sure that I'm sure someone out there will. Um, well, they, come on, they, I, that's poor. Come on, you must know something about Dermatur. Come on, I just didn't. Yeah, just didn't do my didn't do my research here. But yeah, I would hope that there's some kind of um, investment at the end of the season. Now that London Irish have disappeared, that you you can maybe invest in something where the pitch is just able to hold up. Because I mean, yes, the weather is bad right now, but it's not been like. I don't know. It's not been awful, but I guess it's just being chewed up because of the, of the amount of usage. Well, Sky took their opportunity to repeat once again that the owners have invested £150 million in the last two or three years. They love putting that line out there. They absolutely love it. I mean, are they including the training ground in there? They must be including the training ground. Absolutely. Absolutely. They must be including the training ground, which is worth like, what, 80 to £90 million pounds on its own or oh, something no. crazy. Yeah. So, um, like... I think Sky might be playing with their figures a little bit there. So they, they, oh, that's they, they, not like Sky, Alex. Well, that's well, no, and, and not like Sky as well to wax lyrical about the opposition. I don't know how many times they wax lyrical about Norwich and, oh, they did bang <laughs> and how many times they tried to. Well, yeah, but they tried to rule out our first goal about ten times as well by saying, "Oh, it's come off Samedo's arm." No, it hasn't. It did not touch his elbow. It was like, a Michael Elise love fest, though. Come on, Matt Oscar. It really was. Oh. It really was. I mean, nothing oh. wrong with that. But it was a lot of love given to him in that there, game. There, there, there was to Elise, but I think for every one thing they gave to Elise, they gave four things to Norwich, <laughs> and I nearly puked in my mouth. So, <laughs> Fair enough. No, no, that is a fair point. Yeah, I'm definitely not there on is, the Norwich side. My life will not be fun now for the next 24, 48 hours. There's uh, <laughs> only one, one, one real topic um, which I'd, I'd like to touch on. Um, which I guess is is the word context tonight, um, mm. and I think at least being in the stadium, I think there was a, there was a sense of frustration at least from some Reading fans, and I think context is the main thing tonight. Mm. We've lost two one to a team who've just been relegated in the Premier League with no no recognised fullback on the field um, to start the game, no recognised striker, and what our third and fourth choice centre attacking players out wide um and also no john swift as well yeah like we're, we're so depleted in terms of injuries that it's honestly it's ridiculous um and norwich have yes they've beaten us tonight but how many people watching out there tonight would have said well if Zhao or Mate were in this side, then I think we, maybe we probably could have given Norwich a pretty good game and maybe we yeah. could have taken a point or even beaten them. 
I don't think Norwich are levels, you know, levels and levels above us. I don't think it's it's not like when we we played, say, Sheffield United a few years ago when they got promoted, um, when they got promoted, and they they came they came here and and beat us comfortably two nil, um, and then beat us four nil at their place. I think it was, and it was that year you could see the difference in class. Whereas this this side is injury hit, massively. Um, Full of backups, full of youngsters as well. Um, there, there must be six, seven players who finished the game tonight who were all under what 23, 24. And um, and you know, they've they've put in a very credible performance against a team full of, you know, full of Premier League players in reality. We we can, you know, we can say, oh yeah, they're they're in the championship, but plenty of those players should have been should have been sold by Norwich in the summer, realistically, and um and be playing in the Premier League now. So I think, you know, credit credit where it's due, I think Reading have uh, put in a decent shift tonight and shouldn't be uh shouldn't be given too many pelters from anybody who who thinks that we should have um should have got more out of that. Yeah, I think- no, I agree with that. Because if you look at like going through the injuries which we have loads of times, even Panovich says that we had to change our approach again and we were chasing with more fatigue. The team just looked tired in that second half. It wasn't lack of effort. It was just they were trying to give everything and they did for the last few minutes, Matt, did they? We had the shot from Elise from the free kick, which the goalie should save. I think it's probably going to hit the bar maybe. But it's kind of frustrating that we didn't have at least one fit striker to play tonight. You put Jao, Mate, either of them in that team and it can transform the game for us. Yeah, um, even even Puskas, you know, even if you put him up top, you know, like we're in a dire situation um, injury-wise, but I think credit's not just got to go to, you know, the players that were on the pitch for giving that uh, for that performance, but credit to Panovic as well because he's keeping us competitive. You know, we've just taken top of the yeah. well now top of the league. You know, very very close with a very very subpar team. You know, you look at that team and you know coming into it, you're probably thinking, Christ, this could be you know two three nil. You know, to Norwich. You know, or worse. You know, and we've actually given them a very good game and close game. Was it the most attractive game? No, it wasn't. But again, we're playing like Alex says. You've got to take a bit of context here. We're playing with you know a lot of youngsters that, and you know, a team like Panovic has said that's had to be changed again. You know, because of injuries, and you know, a lot of these players aren't able to have rest. You know, it's probably why Elise didn't start the weekend because you know. Mm-hmm. Every player is going to have to have a rest sooner or later. What's it? I think is it. We got eight or nine games this December, which is just crazy, really. You know, so it's a lot of context has got to be taken with it. You know, I think hopefully we'll start getting some of the players back. You know, your Swifts, you know, your Zhao and Mateys might not be until the new year, but you know, once we start getting a few players back, hopefully there'll be some rosier skies ahead, and um, and, and and you know we can start. Um, competing or not competing but really pushing teams because we were competing tonight like Alex said if if Xiao or Meite is on the pitch I really think we pushed them close oh yeah I agree because they weren't streets ahead no 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 they weren't no it wasn't they they controlled the game in the second half oh yeah you know let's not pretend that they didn't have that game under control they hit the post they had another deflection off Liam Moore (sighs) they did have it under control 
you know, we'd be kidding yeah, they, they, ourselves. They, 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 they had it under control, but they were game. They, they were managing the game very well. They were chewing the clock brilliantly. But we had no you shots know, was, until the last minute. From yeah, but I think yeah, but a lot of that is down to the way that Norwich controlled the game. They were probably the yeah, best team I've seen. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that's bad on. No. Um, you know, our our players. You know, that was just brilliant, brilliant game management by Norwich. You know, yeah. there's not a huge amount you can do when when a team's doing that. Norwich are just better at us than that tonight. I don't mm. think we just have to admit that. They're top of the league and there's a reason why they're top of the league. We haven't had that performance against us from, say, I don't know, a Wickham. If you had that from a Wickham or a Derby at the moment, I know they beat Swansea tonight, you'd be really worried in some ways. But against a team that have got way more than us in so many other ways, I don't want to keep saying it, but... Kind of one positive thing is that Panovich is thinking that John Swift will be back for the Boxing Day match against Luton Town. So that is something we can take out of it. Kind of you look at our next three fixtures, we have got Brentford away on Saturday. Then we've got a week break, which I think is something that we desperately need. Then we've got Luton Town and then we've got Swansea City. Um, You've got to really hope we can get a win against Luton Town. What kind of level of points are you looking through those three games, Alex? Um, I would hope that we pick up four, but if we only pick up three, it wouldn't surprise me. However, um, I do think the Brentford are actually quite beatable. Mm. I don't think Brentford have been all that good this season. I know they're, they're I think they're just below us in the league. I don't know. I think yeah. Did they play tonight or yesterday? No, they played remember. yesterday, I think. Yeah. Um, and from from everything I've kind of heard about Brentford this season is that they are a level below where they were last season. Um, and not having Ben Rama and Watkins has, has made them, you know, um, a weaker side. They're relying um, on Tony a lot. If you isolate Tony, then there's a massive portion of that team that's out, you know. And I I don't think it's... it's not. I'm not necessarily saying that we're going to go to Brentford and win, but it, it genuinely wouldn't surprise me if we went there and, and picked up a point um, at all. So, yeah, I hope for four. If we get three, um, we lose at Swansea. Then you know that's it's just the way it is. We're going to lose games this season. We're not going to go into, you know, we're not going to go into one hundred six mode and, and go thirty unbeaten or anything. So, um, yeah, three points I kind of think is the bare minimum, and anything past that is a bonus. How many points are you saying there, Matt? Quickly. Yeah, yeah, no, pretty, <laughs> pretty much the pretty much the same. I think um, three points. You know, you have to because either way you look at it, you've got to win that game against Luton Boxing Day. You know, you've got to take take three three points there. If you lose to Brentford and Swansea, so be it. We're still very injury stricken. A lot will matter on who we get back. But you know, I mean, if we can if we can get four points, I think four points would be be a more than decent return. I think we get four. I think we pick up a point from one of the other teams. Obviously, I think we I think we're going to get a point at Brentford. Because I agree with Alex. If we can just isolate Tony, like you said, Matt as well, and I don't think they're that fantastic. They're only one place. They're one place below us, so they're not well beaters. <laughs> but it's that first goal. If we don't get that first goal, it's always going to take more energy out of us as well. I know we came back tonight, but it's a worry. But we are still fifth in the league. I'm going to remain upbeat. Tonight was a very creditable performance against the team that's just come down from the Premier League. So thank you for listening. And we will be back on Friday with a preview pod for the Brentford match. Cheers. <laughs>